0: You are listening to Empower Me with Ari. Hey royal people, kings and queens, this is Queen Ari. I'm on here to remind you all of this truth. I did share this uh, you know, previously, but I feel led to reiterate this. It is so important to make sure that you do not lose your voice. What I mean by that is, when you when we go through situations in life, sometimes we are, you know, we get stressed out, we don't feel like doing anything, and the pressure seems so strong that we don't wanna even continue fulfilling the purpose that God has chosen us for. I want to just encourage you to not let that be you and to push past those emotions. What you have to understand is that you're going through a process And within processes, things don't always go as you plan. But as I always say, they go the way that God plans. He has the master plan, you guys. And so with that understanding, everything that we face in life, God has already seen us victorious. He's already seen us come out of those things. So we just have to begin to trust him, have the right mindset, keep our focus right, and continue moving forward on your purpose path. Don't lose your voice. That is the very thing that opposition would like for you to do is to lose your voice. And when I say your voice, that's your identity. That is your purpose. That is the very thing that God has chosen you for. Do not stop fulfilling purpose. Do not stop, you know, creating and and, and being the very person that God created you to be just because your plans fail, you guys. It's time to move forward. Know that you are needed. God has chosen you for now. I've been talking a lot about purpose lately, and there's a reason for it. It is because you're the very thing that um, the gifts and, and the skills and the things that God has uh, chosen you for, it's time to use those things because the world needs you. No matter how small or big it may seem, it's time to keep moving forward. So don't lose your voice. And if you've gotten to a place where you, you, know, you feel like you have lost your voice and you felt like you've you've, you know kind of been thrown off path off track just get back up get back up again you know there's there's nothing wrong with you know at times we're going we're gonna you know make mistakes and stuff like that The, the problem is when we don't get back up when we don't get back on track that's where the issue lies so you know we're human we're going to make mistakes but get back up make sure that you refocus to stay on the path of purpose that god has for you okay you guys so stay encouraged i'm praying for you i'm rooting for you we are in this together god got us covered stay encouraged and remember to renew your mind it is the gold mine love you guys
1: (laughs) Empower me with Arie.
0: Today we're going to be talking about the holy hustle, the perfect alignment, stepping out on faith, and doing what God has chosen us to do. And so um, we have some definitely some amazing guests today, and I'm super excited about it. And so. What what we have to understand is that the perfect alignment means actively doing what God created you to do, but it requires you to step out on faith. And sometimes people may be, you know, a, a little discouraged, saying, "Well, I really don't know what to do." But the only difference between a person that's not doing uh, everything that God called them to do and one that has is a yes. And you have to understand that that a yes does require you to step out on faith but even if you don't see the full picture because a lot of times god will say i need use of you but you're not going to see everything but if we can trust god and his word trust what god wants to do within our lives then we'll begin to see the manifestation that god has for us and understand you guys that as we go forth from uh, walking out in purpose as we go forth doing the very thing that god has chosen us for there will be challenges but we have to, you know, stay encouraged and, 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 and um, keep our focus, right, so that we can produce the very thing that God wants us to and be a light to help other people. Another important part, and then I'm going to get into the questions, you guys. But another important part of this is finding your identity. Finding your identity may be a process, but it's well worth it. Because when you know your identity, you therefore know your authority. And it's so important. Know that God didn't make a mistake when we're talking about Gideon. we talk about in Judges, <laughs> Gideon at first was like, "What? Who me?" He looked at himself as, you know, his family said, we're the weakest in clan. Like, how can we carry out this very thing? But what you have to understand that if God is choosing you to do something, he's going to empower you to carry that thing out. It's God on the inside of you that gives you insight. It's God on the inside of you that will give you the strategy that you need to infiltrate any type of market and industry within this world. You cannot fear and say little old me because God did not make a mistake. So get that out of your mind. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And the very thing that he called you to do, guess what? You can fulfill it. So no fear is to move forward like never before, and now we're going to jump on in and talk about this more in depth. So,
2: <laughs>
0: so we have uh, amazing guests on the stage with us today. I'm super excited to be in everyone's presence, super excited to, to see, you know, pastors Emmanuel and Tisha Smith. It's been way too long, yes. and um, they definitely have a heart after God. They said yes. As a youth, young adult, and God has done some amazing things in their life, and super excited to have a uh, Deborah no, prophet Okay, Deborah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say we have Deborah on the stage as well, and I'm I'm uh, excited to hear the insight or what God wants to say through her. So let's start here. Let's just introduce. I I know people have heard your name, but let's kind of can you? What's your story? Can you tell everyone where you're from?
1: Detroit City. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: we're just saying where we're from. I'm from Detroit, of course. Um, assistant principal at an elementary school, well, pre K okay. school. Um, and I am excited to be here.
3: Exciting. My name is Deborah Kendrick, and I am from Seattle, Washington, the Emerald City, uh, the Rich City. Yeah. Uh, a um, place.
0: Yes, I went there, and it is it's absolutely. Beautiful. Place, yes, I would be going back, (laughs) but okay, so let's delve into this right now. So, talking about the process of walking in your purpose and the discipline that's needed to do so, a lot of people want results, but are we disciplined to do it? Can you sacrifice hanging out every weekend to focus on God and the strategies that he's giving you what to do to do so that purpose is manifested, especially starting out as a youth or young adult when there's so many temptations ahead of you. Your peers may not be doing what God is, you know, what what you're doing, but you have to literally trust God enough to say, if you're choosing me to step aside, if you're choosing me to be alone for this season, I'm going to trust the process even though it may be a struggle at times, at times to to walk in it, we have to be willing to do it. So first and foremost, I know you guys keep hearing me talk about purpose, but can you all define what does purpose mean or walking in your purpose, like within the marketplace, outside of, um, within the four walls,
2: Seamlessly. It, it, it isn't a stress because, like God says his burden is light. He doesn't put anything it, it, ill feeding on you. So when you're walking in your purpose, you're walking in the very thing that God has called you to do. And it's almost like breathing. Like you just, you just go forth with your everyday life, and God begins to put you in certain places, and you begin to move out in the things that God has called you to do. I have to say the same thing.
3: Identity is strong. Um knowing who I am. same thing, uh, It was something that was still uh, and I share often in and, and when I talk. You know, uh, because I am single, I teach you go there a lot because there's so many questions about that. How can you get it? You know, how can you you know what I'm saying? And so you really have to have a mindset to really seek God. Uh, I tell young people that they're looking for the next like who are you? You know what I'm saying? Who are you? Um, It's not about how many likes on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? It's not about how many likes or who's following you, but who are you? you? That's so good. And
0: um, it's it's so important to to really make sure you're doing what God called you to do, um, uniquely do, because that's when you're going to be the most successful in life. Everybody else may be doing something else, but that may not be your lane, and it's okay. It's dangerous to compare ourselves to other people because when we're doing that, we're saying, God, you didn't know what you were doing because I wanted to do that. I was supposed to be a Beyonce, or I was supposed to be that. No, maybe you're supposed to be the next, like Bill Gates, billionaire within business or something, but you keep missing it because you won't take your eyes off other people. So that is so, so, so good. You're the most effective when you are doing what God created you to do. So stop running. So we're talking about identity.
2: Can we just briefly um, touch on when did you begin to know your identity and walk in it? I mean, I, I guess I have like a, a little bit of a story. because um, In my college days, I just remember uh, wanting to be a doctor. And I didn't even like blood. And it was like, uh, I want to be a doctor because they make a lot of money, and I feel like I'll do good there. And then I changed it. Like, this whole time, God is just wrestling with me. Like, no, it's children. Children, children is your ministry. giving you give me dreams, send prophets. But I was like, no, I don't want to hear that. I want to be a doctor. Then it was like, okay, not a doctor, a neonatologist. That didn't work. Not a neonatologist, a, ph- a pharmacist. And that's, that was completely boring. But the moment that I accepted I mean, really, like I struggled through the chemistry classes, the science courses. I didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even like it, but I just felt like that's what I wanted to do because that's where the money was at. But that wasn't my purpose. But the moment that I accepted my purpose, God literally thrust me into my career and got me through college. And I graduated and got my master's and my, and, and my associate's and my bachelor's and, and all those things. And it wasn't hard. It was like an instantaneous thing. As soon as I began to say yes to God, then God began to open up the
1: doors. I think the, the yes has a big part to play. Um, just in my early, it was my early twenties, like coming out of the teens. My early twenties is when I really began to find a freedom in being a disciple, like following Christ. Like I really understood that it doesn't have to look and sound. It's not. There's nothing in the box about God you know what I'm saying it's not like super cookie cutter like it has to look and sound a certain way and with me being a PK I I saw a lot of those cookie cutter things which at times would push me or I would allow it to push me away but when I finally saw the freedom in just following Christ wholeheartedly I became more comfortable with who God created me to be and it was just such a liberty in that where I, I'm getting goosebumps right? like, I really understood that there is freedom there is joy there is peace and it's not about what I can offer is what God has given me and that's what really that's um, took the handcuffs and the chains off of my mind and my spirit and I really just began to live life wholeheartedly it hasn't been a perfect journey But that freedom, man, like nothing, there's no money in the world that can pay for the freedom that you feel when you really tap into your identity. That's so good. That's powerful, powerful.
0: powerful. (laughs) Um, Can you share some practical ways on if somebody is having a struggle with accepting their identity? What are some practical things they can do to overcome?
3: Really accept what You know what? It's it's a journey. Okay, um, I am fifty one now, but I feel like I was young just yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, you know, if I could say it this way, when we talk about PK, my mother uh, was an evangelist. Okay, so she um, went around the city, went around, and um, teach and preach. The one thing that I loved about her, people assume, because of her stature and in the way that she carries herself, many of you know her, that she was extremely strict. My mother didn't play, but the interesting thing is my mother was really interested in me, Deborah, Debbie. So even when you were asking about gift and identity, I see identity as something a bit different than gift. You know what I'm saying? Um, I worked with a lot of young people and their gift was prostituted. Their gift was their gift was appreciated that they were And so for me, what I appreciated was that my mother talked with me. My mother would catch me at times when she saw me wanting to become isolated. You know what I'm saying? Uh when I was looking out the window and you know when the enemy begins to get your ear gate and talk to, you, uh, she'd open the door up. The gift helped as the tool to reach me. So she was able to
2: write it down. down.
3: So I say to young people all the time, especially young ladies, um, write it down, express yourself, get it out on paper. You know what I'm saying? And what happens a lot of times is, look at spoken word. Really, it's taken on shape and form when we were when I was younger, trying to Cougar in my generation, it was a poem. You know, Deborah Wright. Right. You can find, you know, the issue, the whole, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're lonely. You know what I'm saying? But this is how you feel. And um we look now, we see spoken word. You know what I'm saying? It took a twist. We added some stuff on that because people begin to realize, young ladies begin to realize, I can express myself. And being a woman um, and my mother being in ministry, that was another thing in itself. I would just say for young ladies and young women, write it down,
1: write it down, express yourself. You know, express yourself. That's very- I'm also a writer, and one thing that totally agree with, with, with uh, teenagers and even the, the elementary school kids that I worked with, I also pushed that because I saw within myself with writing, it was almost like, it was almost like a prophetic move almost, where I would write and then go back and read, and I'm like, whoa, I said, and it was almost like I was reading someone else's stuff, and I'm like, man, I This is how I'm feeling. And I really began to almost see like a deeper part of myself. I was able to be a little more vulnerable because I shared with the married couples one thing that I struggled with was my voice. Not like someone shut me down, but just finding the pathway of my voice and how to express how I really feel emotionally or where I'm at in this part of my life. So I would use that. I'll write songs, I'll write poetry, I'll just write stuff for myself and then go back. And those would be as my, my relationship is born with God. Those would be like my intricate prayer points for self. Like, this is where I need to grow. This is what I'm focusing on. This is a dream. This is an aspiration, you know, that I have for myself. But writing really helped me. Okay. That's amazing. Those are some really good um, practical things that we can do. Writing and having um, our parents communicate important into
0: to us. Know our identity, and so identity, purpose, and self-love—it all ties together. And so, at times, it may be hard for somebody to love themselves because of their past, because of how they were reared. You know, maybe they weren't told that they were loved. So when God says, "I'm choosing you for something," they can't—they don't believe it. You know. And so, um, I want to know, talking about self-love, how did you both begin to develop self-love? Uh, was it something that? Like you were talking about earlier, pouring into you from a parent, or was it something you kind of had to figure out on your own? Um, because I know personally for me, I, I mean, I have really, really good parents, but um, my dad worked all the time. So growing up, I didn't see him a lot. You know, we, we knew that he was a provider, but God had to reinstill me, yet to remind me of who I was, that I could love my. Um, because, you know, it affected me. It affected me with uh, relationships, it affected me with a lot of things, and so um, I want to know how did you guys develop that
2: self-love? It was a process for me, um, and I can say this. It took me a long time to, to really love myself and to actually see purpose in myself. Um, and sometimes when I tell the kids I work with, they, they really can't believe that I had low self-esteem and I really didn't feel like God called me to do anything. Like there there's nothing great on the inside of me. Like I would say that to myself. I would tell my friends that, like, I just don't know what God has really called me to do and I feel like my life is purposeless. But um that's an issue. And I think once you realize that it's an issue, you take it to God in prayer. And I and I and, and I know this may sound simplistic, but the only way that I was able to really find love within myself was to find love in God. And like it took me a lot of praying. A lot of fasting, a lot of seeking God's face, a lot of talking to people who have wisdom, who can really guide me, but it's a journey to find self-love. And once you find it and once you get it, like you run with it, but just the process and finding that is a journey. And it really takes deep prayer. And deep meditation And going into God's word And finding yourself in God's word And God speaking to your heart And just continually reminding you of who you are You are loved, you are beautiful You are fearfully and wonderfully made I have purpose in you I have designed you for greatness and And that comes from the spirit Like God's spirit just continually telling you And reminding you of who you are And then accepting it like beginning to speak And even when you don't really believe That you have purpose And you don't really believe That you've been called to anything But God has told you Within a short word That this is what I've called you to do And you begin to speak that thing You put life into the atmosphere And that's really important When you're, when you're really trying to find That self-love within, within you
1: And just to piggyback off of that That's kind of now Anti-norm When you have so many different venues where people can tell you and justify how bad you feel through all of the social media outlets and um, my followers are my friends and it's just like all of these different uh, misconstrued definitions so when I'm feeling a certain way our natural thing to do is to pull out our phone and to express how I feel instead of journaling, I journal on my phone for the whole world to see and then uh, I hope that someone will come and lick my wounds and agree with what I'm going through to validate that feeling. But when we, it's, it's anti-norm right now. You like, I cannot run to my phone and say this is how I'm feeling, or I just went through this so that the whole world can, or my thousands of followers, right, can can can. Um, Say, yeah, that's all and I would do this too. And da-da-da-da-da, girl, you right, fam, you right, da-da-da-da-da. It's easy to do that. It's harder to step back from what the norm is or societal standards and say, I'm taking this to God and not my phone. Woo! Well, you know what, I think foundation, yeah, let's
3: clap. I <laughs> think foundation is key. Um, again, just certain. So it's a journey. Because you can be alien still at this place, at this junction. Who am I now? I've never been here. You understand what I'm saying? So we have that. I believe it's foundation. It's foundation. You have to have a foundation. You have have a firm foundation. There were things when I was younger I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? As as young men and women, we have heartbreaks. You know, your first little heartbreak, you lose your mind. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to marry the man. You're you 15 years old, and that's your husband. You dreaming. You understand what I'm saying? I was 16, and this is a real question. I went in the room, and I said, Mother, I want to ask you something. And she said, what is it, babe? I said, "You can't you like two people at the same time? Like, what? Can't you like two people? Let me help you out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in me, I attempted to do some things that never happened. But there was something that I knew was in me that I could not let myself be defiled. How about that? Now, there's all kinds of prayers. I've got stories for days that y'all would be on the floor thinking and I was thinking my mother was a witch I'm like this woman done put some voodoo on me I can't even do anything wrong but (laughs) so there's prayer there's there's even my next door neighbor there's people that in my time there was still a village you know there wasn't the social media at that time that but now kids turn to. You know, those followers, they're not your friends. Right. They're not your friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? I could go ahead and I could turn around, take a picture, because that's how we live, right? You can post it up, and I promise you, you would be checking your phone every your minute to something. see how many likes yeah. you got.
1: Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
3: And so that's how we who understand foundation and who have walked through that, that's why I feel is so important. We got to go back and do programs, you know what I'm saying, in the schools and after school to teach what it is self love, you know. And so, you can't let a man or a woman dictate to you who you are. And we go back to identity, you know. So, back to those practical steps along with the right look in the mirror. I know the plans. He knows the plans that he has for me. There's plans for me? Really? There's plans? There's opportunity? There's opportunity, you know? So yeah, foundation to me is
2: key.
1: I I think that that goes along with the, um, I'm not going to say old school, but the older ones, (laughs) Seize the, <laughs> season, <laughs> season,
3: <laughs> season, do feel it that's
1: in our communities, uh-huh. you know, um, I spoke about last night, like, we have it, but we gotta take it, and I think that with me working with you for such a, a long time, you know, to some it's a long time, but I've been working with kids for like 20 years, and they're looking for mentors. Yep, the branches say that they got an attitude problem, the branches say that they want to fight, but the root is saying, that I'm just really looking for some guidance. Yeah. I need some help. Yeah. And when the opportunity arises and they see not just a mentor, but a consist- consistent mentor, a consistent person that genuinely cares about them, because we can have in church, we got discernment and prophetic, but the kids out there, their discernment is key yeah. They can, pro- nah you're not real bro yeah. Nope, not at all No, he's just putting on a face He's just talking right now yeah. No, not at all, okay whatever They can see, they know And when, when we approach them With the genuine love And care of God
2: yeah.
1: Then they can also They have that help and find
3: yeah. Their identity Yeah
0: that is so beautiful how you guys put that. Such rich knowledge with what you share, And I'll just uh, say this one thing. It took me a long time to realize that Um, things don't make me whole God is the only one that makes me whole so no matter what relationship I'm in that person is there to compliment me not to complete me God has completed us and if we understand that then we can walk in self love and say God okay I accept your love first and foremost and as I move through this this life regardless of what happened, I can keep my identity nobody is taking a piece of me if they leave nobody is you know doing this or doing that if if they fail me and so um, I want to encourage encourage you guys to do that. Understand that wholeness comes from him first, period, yeah. period. And then everything else is a domino effect, or everything else is supposed to complement your life. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going to transition quickly into, um. let's talk about the role of a pastor. Um. And I know that you guys are involved in a variety of things, music, TV shows, mentorship programs, but the role of a pastor can be challenging at times because you're, um, you get pulled on a lot. Um, especially as, um, you know, millennials or, or even other generations. But I want to ask, how have you been able to keep balance and what does self-care look like for you?
3: You know what? I'd love to start with that. Um, I believe, in, and I love this, because we, we were just talking last night, and I was like, y'all my cousins. <laughs> um, and knowing your father and that experience and, and your mother, um, meeting them through this ministry and then having them come to our church as well, So we are talking about a.k.a. to just pastor. Uh, It wasn't something that I wanted at all. And I shared some of that last night from the things in my mind, from what I saw. And everything was not bad. Everything was not bad. Beautiful experiences, but also certain things that I saw. Um, The balance, I feel, comes from also having people in your life even shared today uh, the Apostle Cash who spoke on just how often we are not supposed to be important. We're supposed to be perfect. We can't believe, you know what I'm saying? That's right. And I think that's a problem and I go back to um, the whole Jethro thing. When Moses, just a, a whole um, a look, if you will. Uh, Moses just Working with the people, working with the people, working with the people. His father said, oh man, what you do? This right here, you're going to kill yourself. This is crazy. And I feel that Moses kept dealing with the people and the stiff neck and trying to the people, the people, the people. When that shifted to Joshua, Joshua's like, we're going to take all this energy. We're about to fight and gain ground and territory. That being said, I believe there's different types of pastors. And so every pastor isn't about having a microphone and being up in the pulpit. There are pastors out there. When I say out there, I'm talking about in theater, those that are in the streets. When you talk about balance, I believe that those before us, the Moses, the um, ones who speak into our lives, and they experience pains and things in their journey. They pass that wisdom. You can have a whole lot of zeal. You can be like the the, the brother that ran that wanted to take the news to David and just run, tired, just running. But what's in you? But here comes wisdom. You need wisdom. And so you have those in your life, you have your overseer, We have the others in the church. They would say, baby, you know what? You've been counseling her for five years. Ain't gonna change. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. She had that problem when I was, you know what I'm saying? And she got the same problem, say the same stuff, things like that. I believe that that's where, again, this whole thing of creating um, an environment to really get at bringing
1: people in. Mm-hmm. Um, this anniversary <laughs> uh, at, at my church, I really, it was like the light switch came on. Uh, my father, he did a, a video. It um, was kind of an old man video because he was doing this documentary with his uh, cell phone and I was like oh god like we were sitting there watching this thing and he was like yeah so yeah but in this documentary not old man seasoned Um, and in this documentary though one thing that I noticed was that there was no separation from ministry and what he does every day he didn't have like preacher voice suit that just came on when he went to the sanctuary, and then when he went to work, he put on a different suit, And but he did the exact same thing all day, and I think that's what helped to push, and, and so many people's lives were are being affected in a positive way, because he's the same, he doesn't have to switch and take this hat off, but he walking and finding out his identity. just walks in it all, all the time. And one thing that I've noticed, like, even how God set up our lives, is like, we're in school. Like, we're... I, I'll have people that's like, bro, I've been waiting to get ordained. Bro, I've been waiting to uh, be a pastor. Bro, I've been waiting. And I'm like, man, you don't miss me with that. Look, your ministry, what are you doing every day? And I just noticed, like, I'm in front of souls. Every day at one of the most pivotal points in their lives to plant seeds. So why not minister to these kids in unconventional ways every day? And I've noticed that me just having the mindset that every day haven't. I'm an avid martial arts watcher. And one thing that the, the, the wise sensei would always say is come to his life. It's not just the fight, like you live this thing, right? The lifestyle. And that's one thing that I've, I've really grabbed hold to and the balance of it all. Like, if my sons have basketball practice and it kind of coincides with uh, Bible study or something, okay, well we got to figure out, because I can't have my children to have animosity towards the things of God so because I was never good. able to go right. and the wrong right. practice. See, the yeah. Ooh, we've yeah. seen
3: that so much yeah. and you are so answering those phone calls yeah. heading down to the church right. but your own family it's so yeah. is not being ministered to. Yeah. Yeah. You're not being the father. You know what I'm saying? You need to go to uh, the game yeah. but you're so caught up in the church and that to me is where a lot of the separations Have even happened. It's like it's your home first, you know. It's your home. Minister to your to to the babies. You come on. You did that. Minister to them, you know. But it's about getting up and you know in that voice. And if you have the voice, I'm not knocking the voice. I'm just saying, you know, as we talk about it, just to make it clear, is I'm gonna put it on and I'm gonna get up. And now it's time for me to because I'm Mike Hung. Again, the schools. That's your ministry. It's every day. Lifestyle.
0: Every day. That reminds me of David. You know, David was anointed king before he became king, but he was already operating, you know, as a king while, you know, shepherding. And so God will choose you and anoint you and elevate you based off what you're already doing. It is a lifestyle. So that right there is so powerful. And if we can be reminded of that, that will help us or encourage us to walk in our purpose and walk in our person. We will be positioned and elevated and promoted to different realms where God wanted want us to be within that season. Because a lot of people say, hey, I, I want this or I want that. But it, it is a process. So even though it's a lifestyle, it's a process. You'll hit this place. Once you graduate, you'll reach the next place. So, God said, okay, I can trust you. You're a good steward over this. I can now, you know, give you the environment, give you the school. I can now give you the whole arts program. I can now do this because I see that you are in agreement that it is a lifestyle. So, that right there is so dope. (laughs) It's so powerful. (laughs) It's so powerful. So, moving right along. I, so I know that, like I mentioned before, your music, entrepreneurs, you have a TV show, Mr. E-Show. Mr. E-Show, you guys, you have a TV show. I'm love to talk more about it. Um, Ms. Tish, or Mrs. Smith, she has, hold on now, <laughs> Mrs. Smith. So she's an uh, assistant principal and has a mentorship program. Um, and so I want you guys to just talk a little bit more about that, how you are impacting Detroit and yeah. even um uh, I'll say prophet uh Deborah but even Deborah I want you to just say <laughs> call her Deborah so if, but call her caller Deborah but um how you're impacting more about your programs. Um, because I, I have a, a living witness that uh, when God calls you to do something we can't we can't compromise once he once he brings us to that place, you know, because you just think, like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that," and he's like, "Okay, now I have you here," and then you forget about your assignment. Yeah. So, as you talk a little bit more about your program, how what are you doing to make sure you don't compromise? Because we, as we all know, people are watching us. Yeah. They're watching us. So, um,
1: so with so with the Mister E, I'll just say it's like a, a movement within itself. In Detroit and you know around, around the world. Um, God places me a burning passion for kids where I believe that kids feel that they have lost their voice so they act out and do different things in different ways. Also in terms of education um, how the educational system systems, how the educational system is set up especially in urban, black and brown environments, the things that we are given and the tools that we are given the lack thereof, it's just a, a lot. And one thing that that is just really important to me, one thing that impacted me, this is not super deep at all, was old school PBS. Old school PBS, for my learning style, was like the best thing. You know, It, it, it Schoolhouse Rock, you know, Mr. Dress Up, you know, uh, all of those shows, like it had a part shape me in a certain type of way. I think that kids nowadays, it's almost like you have to teach imagination because there's so many tools that are in place to try to negate that. And if you negate imagination, just like uh, Pastor was just talking about, that's God moves through imagination, yes. you know, and yes. a lot of our purpose and design can be aborted if we lack that, you know, so anyway, I started out with uh, a math mistake just to bring education and excitement together and it, it went pretty good and someone's heard it and I got a chance to do an NPR uh, interview and then, but the real, the big umbrella was to recreate another type of children's television show that's not all cartoon, but it's like human faces on the screen. Um, and in that, I just believe that God is moving. I, I saw this interesting documentary on um, Mr. Rogers and he said that he, his ministry it's through the arts to children, and that was his goal in life, you know, and I believe that what God put on the inside of us, it it, it doesn't take a pulpit to make that happen, and I think the airwaves are the perfect place for God's love and his message to come about, uh, and like I said, with children, they'll pick up on anything, and, and they can figure out, okay, it's something different about Mr. E. Mr. E seems kind of—he seems genuine. Mr. E's always smile. Whatever it is that they pick up, I just pray that the seed that's planted will continue to grow as they get older. And that's what I look—I look at the Mr. E show and the movement that's going on. It's just planting seeds. I help—I had to create a creed for my school, and one part that I intricately put in there is, I plant seeds of positivity that will grow throughout my community. And that's one thing that I feel I put. A lot of times, especially in black and brown communities, the goal is to be successful and lead. Mm-hmm. And my thing is to plant to. seeds that will grow within the community so that we can help yeah. the community yeah. be better. A lot of um, more seasoned saints, we always talk about what used to be in terms mm-hmm. of the village. And I'm like, let's just redo this village. Let's recreate this village. Yeah. Let's reactivate yeah. the village. Yeah. Let's revive the village so that we can help these children kids up the family yes
0: and i just want to interject i just want to say this um because you've been obedient and use the tools that god has given you god is going to use your voice to go throughout michigan and i believe that even this will be a nationwide and even hitting international because you said yes and so um just stay tuned to what god want to do stay consistent with what he's doing in your life right now and
2: watch how he expands it yes yeah. The um, group that I have, the mentoring group is called Girls Revamped. Um, it is a group for girls ages um, 13, really to 19. Um, this is something that I started with my church. Um, and we meet weekly. We talk about girl issues and all those great things. But once I went into the school system and I began to interact with um, some of the girls there, I began to just notice like there is so much trauma in these young girls' lives. And a lot of them turn to sex and drugs and things of that nature because they don't know to, they they don't know how to grapple with some of the things that they deal with internally um I know like maybe in our third session at my school and you know church and, and education is separate So you're not supposed to bring church into the school But I could care less about that kind of thing because I bring the Holy Spirit with me every single day Amen. So uh, when I was meeting with these girls um, a lot of them began to express how they were molested And and how their mothers are gone, their fathers are gone they're, they they Some of them have been completely abandoned And um When I tell y'all my heart, my heart is for these girls because I want to see them grow and to become whatever it is that God has called them to be. But when your environment is so polluted, sometimes you're not able to really see exactly or or you're not able to really see clearly. So I started this group to kind of be like um, a beacon of hope. So we talk about those things that we go through. We talk about how to, how to overcome depression, how to overcome trauma, how to deal with um, um, your parent that has left you or that has abandoned you. And one thing that I'm really proud of is that you're not supposed to bring church into the school, but a lot of the young girls have been asking to come to church with me. And I pick them up, and I bring them to church, and I minister to them, and I mentor them, and I talk to them about life issues, and it has really been... Um, been, been beneficial and I just can't wait to see what God does. Awesome. The expansion. expansion
3: right there. <laughs> And and that's there's wisdom in that because you might not be able to say it, but they can.
2: They can ask the come to church. If they start talking about God, that's them. Exactly. You know, that's exactly you know what, what it is. is. But you have to first open the door, plant the seed, oh. get them to tear the walls down, right. build the relationship where they say, Wait a minute, she really does care about me. Maybe I can't trust her. And then once you do that, that's when God moves. But you got to start somewhere. Even if nobody starts, then nothing's ever going to change. So that's why I say, like Okay, God, I'm going to take my lunch break. And I'm gonna deal with these issues, and I'm gonna talk to these girls, and I'm gonna let them know I care. And now they're like, "Well, Miss Smith, I want whatever it is that you have. So can you can, can you pick me up for church? Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Be ready. And I pick them up. Like you know, it's, like like this is what when we're talking about purpose and destiny and all these things and being a pastor, it's life work. And if you're not out in the marketplace making changes, then I, I then I, I would say, question, question question what it is that you need to do because somebody's life needs to be changed out there yes. and then when we come here it's just for us to come together and worship and to praise God and do all those great things and to strengthen and, uh, and get wisdom and then to go out there and to create change so like yeah, yeah, this exactly. is what life is all about for me yeah. this is cool. um, here this is
3: the irony in this okay so years ago here I think it was in Minneapolis when um, they could shoot um, you had us come, a group of us. My mother wrote a book called Restoration The Arts of The Flags. Just identifying each color and putting it in place and perspective. So we all came, and um, my mother had been trying to, do you understand what it is? She, do you understand the red, flag? Like, just, you know, like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> and so we had flags. that was when I just danced a whole lot, me and, and Brother Jamie, Pastor Jamie. And so, we sat, in this church I think it was a bank it had been a bank sat on that side um, stage left and um, we were sitting there and a man came in the flags were just going and you know Holmes is the kind of man he and his wife they just let the spirit go yeah. and he gets in there he's not going to try you know what I'm saying right. he's free in that area a man came in off the street a little high. He started looking at the flags. He started looking at what was going on. That spear kind of holding him. That man ran. I don't know if you remember this. That man ran up to the altar. And fell at his knees. And gave his life to Christ. Now that was my first time of saying. Oh I understand what she means. About the arts now. I went back. And then begin to capitalize on that with the gift that was on the inside of me, going, Oh, hello, you do theater. This right here is biblical. This is the truth. How do you? So I took Restoration of the Arts, the book, and turned it into an organization, the 501c3. Now, here's the thing. And all that we're, talk, we're talking about this last night. This is not easy stuff. This, this, this is work. It's work. If you were to fast forward up to now, as I was sharing with you all, we do shows in the community. I've been doing shows and working with you for about 25 years plus mentor programs, uh, young ladies, uh, craziness going on where I've actually walked out of the classroom. Um, things like that the real stuff and just getting in there. They will test you They will test you because they're trying to see my mama left me my daddy left me the bro- brother left me Are you gonna stay and It takes a good three times and when you are still running program you're like, hmm. What I learned when I started this We're doing art But I'm sitting with a young a bunch of young ladies that are broken. Here's the thing. It's like, how are you going to talk to a multitude and they're hungry? So we're sitting there hungry. A lot of them, their hygiene is just, it's off. So I'm like, how am I going to do a show? I wish I would do a show and not go to the fundamentals of them. You know what I'm saying? We need to make some bags. We need to uh, go out here and get some gift certificates. And that's what we start doing. And that to me is when the Bible, the Bible 1c3 that I run now, which is called Resolution of the Arts. We work with young people. I work with the city. Um, I get grants. We started writing grants about 15 years ago and they just start coming in um, for the needs of the youth to prepare to go into the schools and institutions. Up to the point now where Langston Hughes is a theater in the central area of our town in Seattle, Washington, where gentrification, right, okay? Just driving folks out of there. So what they've done is the city has Langston Hughes the theater, so they have taken Langston Hughes' organization and put it in there. We had a show in December that was so packed, we were beyond capacity. It was the first time ever that I was praying for people not to come. The place was, they asked me, they said, Deborah, we're going to ask you again. Because I got the online tickets going On my website, it said, sold out. And people were pushing it through. I'm getting out the car the day of the show, and people are buying tickets. We have to turn people away. And I looked at that. Now, I said that to say, that started when I was here. The idea, the imagination. How can I take what we know, we do the flags here, But how can I take it on a greater scale and teach and use the arts as a tool to get to these young people? Pack the place out with young ladies that I've been working with for 20 years. So they're the ones doing the show. What we have now is the promise of this theater saying, we want to work with you forever. Now I invited the curator, the facilitator, to my church. Not to come to church, but to come to my vision party. My my vision party. She came to my vision party, we flagged a little bit. We didn't dance like we, you you know what I'm saying? We flagged. We took the red, did that, and then whipped out some other ones. When the sister got on the mic, it came out of her mouth. The the spirit of God overwhelmed her, and she got up and made a commitment and said, "You all do not have to pay anything. Anything. Yes. yes. Woo. yes.
0: Woo. So good. Woo. That is extremely powerful. That is a prime example of your gift making room. And literally, the Bible talks about the um, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are people that are waiting for you to use your gift. There are people, literally, that need to be healed and delivered from what you have. And so I had to recognize that, and I use everything that I do, it is not for me. God, even my 501c3 uh, is called, is bigger than me. Because God had to tell me, He said, everything that you've been through, it wasn't about you, but it was about helping someone else. So everything that I'm going to use you for is going to be a life for somebody else. So for my fashion, I finished fashion school last year, but you know, and I'm starting out with shirts and um, doing uh, wedding gowns and stuff like that but it's, it's to build identity. Kings get queens, queens get kings. And so it's like you use what you have, and in my first book, The Loud Secret, uh, it talks about, and I mentioned this for a reason, it talks about um, how I came out of trauma from being sexually abused as a, youth, as a youth and went through so much struggle and stuff like that, but now God allowed me to, use, to write a book which I use for my curriculum, for my empowerment session. So I've written a curriculum based off of my story. And can empower, you know, women and men and whoever comes and let them know that you can have a life past trauma. You literally can live free and do everything that God has created you to be. So God will give you the strategy. All this up here, these these are examples that God will give you the strategy that you need to succeed in life. Because we were created to prosper, you guys. We really, really were. And so um, I will just, I am just going to ask you guys, one, can you guys, for the entrepreneurs, those who want to be entrepreneurs, those who want to um, push forward and do what God called them to do. What is one tip that you would give
2: them, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I
0: mean, to carry out the very
2: thing? Just just one thing. I would say consistency. Even if it's looking like it's not going the way that you feel it should go, stay consistent. Don't walk away from your dream. Don't walk away from the gift that God has called you. Because in the right time and in the right season, God, is, God will bless it and it will flourish. But it, it, it's a process. So just be consistent.
1: I would say with me just knowing my personality uh, and being real with that is just writing the vision. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a visionary where we can be sitting and have a conversation like if we were talking ideas. And I'm trying to whisper to her like yeah, but it's just the ideas they they're constantly coming to me, but my Grow area was actually taking what was up here and putting it down. So then now I have like, I almost have a contract with myself on what the vision is. I can sit down, oh yeah, I had this in my head, I had this out. And one of my business partners is like, E, write it down. Write it down. And that's one thing that has really been pushing because now I've, I've been tracking to not only my growth but what God is doing. That's Write the vision down, make a plan make a plan,
3: get help, yes. get counsel, mm-hmm. uh, don't give up, you have to really make sure that it makes sense, you know, as an entrepreneur, you may need to go to the bank, you may need a loan, I don't know, you know, you may need sponsors, uh, but you want to let people know you want to get help, because you, you don't want to be ignorant, right, well, we don't want to get in a mess, but what we, you know, big plan, that's why I says write it down, make a plan, go with Terry, gonna wait on it for what the appointed time and so you gotta move it. the appointed time and so whoever's in your life that is able to speak to your dream and that they will not try and take your dream but their baby will jump and your baby will jump you know what i'm saying you can't be around as everyone says now the haters and stuff you have to be around people that really um have your best interests but you have to stick with it times to get tough um there are times where I didn't have now my people are rich. You know, my earthly people have money. My dad, my my I love what this gentleman was talking I was telling Apostle, I said, you know, my father is an investor to the core. To the core. I gotta look at the stock market every day. And I can tell him, and he's telling me what it is, and I'm looking at it. Because he done studied it already. And so with that, you know, you have to budget. You know, how much is it gonna take for this to happen? You gotta write all that down. And you gotta stick with it. I wanted to give up many times. I was like, "This is my last shot, my last shot." I done put five thousand dollars in this. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 I mean, my money, just, just, just mad and complaining. My last time, the place filled up, the community, and impact. You can't give up. You can't give up. If God said it, if God, come on, if God said it, it's time. Stick with it.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll just um, reiterate this. I So, what I would say is that um, I want to reiterate there's room for you. No matter how many people, if, if you know, God called me to be a fashion designer, and there may be a million fashion designers out there, there is room for you. Keep that in mind. Don't be discouraged. You're like, man, my friend, I didn't even tell them about my business, and they just started the exact same business. Go with God. Look right, right. Go with God is telling you to do because it's going to work if you trust Him. There is room for you, and so I, I wanted to ask you. Okay. So we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I just really, really appreciate you guys coming up here, sharing your wisdom, um, talking about purpose. You know, walking your purpose and self-love and all of that. And I know that God is going to continually move. Mightily through you all, because you all have given God the yes. You know, even more. You know, in your states and and I do. I, I keep hearing international, so that could be for everybody that is up here. I hear international. God is going to allow you guys to expand and to do what you've been doing, because once once you see that something is successful, you can duplicate it. You can bring it to another another um, industry, another realm, and there's people overseas that. So get yourself uh, prepared to travel. You may have been traveling within the states only, but um, I believe God is saying that overseas. So you're going to be, begin to go overseas and um, begin to show people how to do it so that they can uh, replicate it. They can do it. They can do it. So um, I want to just to release that to you all. And I wanted to say this briefly. Um, God had gave me this yesterday. And he was sharing with me that some people were discouraged because of what they have experienced recently. And let's, let me just show this. And let me just say, I was about to read it. And as I was reading it, it deleted. So that's that's how you know it's something that I'm supposed to release. release. But I wanted to just release it. So pick up where you left off. Some of you have gotten disappointed. You have setbacks, delays, or whatever else that has tested your faith. But God is saying, get back up. It's time for you to take the time. You're not too old or young age has nothing to do with it. When God chooses you for things, he will equip you to do that thing. God is strengthening you and helping you to get back up again. There's no more excuses, no more sabotage. It's time to move forward and be all that God has created you to be. It's time to take the land. It's time to follow purpose on purpose. There is need for you. I want to say this loud. You did not miss it. I hear here God saying that you did not miss it. God Woo! is saying I prepared you for now. The process that you that you went through was for now. And you will possess the land. And um so there's a reason why God did not allow you to quit because Literally, he wanted you to use the, the test that you went through as your testimony to let somebody else know that God is faithful. He's a deliverer, he's a healer. You know, I may be this age and thought I was getting married at 20, but guess what? God is still faithful and he allowed it to happen. You know, he told me to start that business that failed and fail. had to go bankrupt three times, but guess what? Now I'm a billionaire. God is a God of his word. He's faithful. Whatever he promises, he's going to do it. So yeah. I wanted to, you know, to just revive yeah. and to just breathe God's breath. Back into everybody in here. You matter and you have something that you can input to expand God's kingdom. So you guys, stay encouraged. And like on my podcast, you're going to hear I always say, remember to renew your mind. It is the goal line. Because the battle starts in the mind. You guys,
2: love you guys.